Hello, welcome to the month of August. It's Amy Vertries, I'm one of your coaches here at The Common Thread. And at the beginning of the month, we always like to talk about the thought model. And the thought model is just a way to organize our thoughts and really understand why we're getting the results that we're getting. So I wanted to run through um, a thought model and how I approach problems. And hopefully this will help you um, in starting to solve your own problems. And of course, always come back to group coaching to work through these because a lot of times uh, the main benefit of coaching is that we don't see our blind spots. You know, we have these thoughts, don't even necessarily know some of the thoughts that are running through our mind. Um, but anyway, so I'll start from the, the beginning. Um, typically, we start with an event. And the more specific as possible you get, the better. And so if you think of what a circumstance is, a circumstance is a neutral event. If everyone around looks and sees this event, they should all agree that that's what happened. Um, and so when we look at this, let's say... Um, oh, actually I have a very good one. So if you have a message, you send someone a message, you send your friend a message and it says red and, you know, you put a thought out there, you know, you set this message and it says red, but you don't get a response. That's a circumstance because everyone can look at your phone and say, ah, there's a message. It's red, um, but there's no response. So that's a circumstance. Uh, and so we can have a lot of thoughts about that. And I think whenever you have a circumstance and you're starting to feel something, you feel an emotion coming about, I think the first thing to do is to go through a thought download, which is, let me just think of all the thoughts that are going through my head. Let me just think of all the things that are coming up. So you could think of, well, why didn't they respond? You know, I, was it something I said? you know, is our relationship falling apart? You know, why don't they respect me? You know, the, the all these thoughts that come up and, and you could tell these thoughts are the parts that aren't necessarily true. So we can think that they're true. And a lot of times our, our brain shows that no, 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 people are supposed to respond to this. And this is clearly a question. Clearly they read it. They, they were supposed to respond, you know, the, the so um, you can have a lot of feelings about that. So let me say, you know, the circumstance for me, let me run through this model. I'll, I'll pick out just one thought. It's always helpful to pick out the one thought, especially the one that's bothering you. You know, so the circumstance, I sent a message to my friend. It, they didn't respond. They clearly read it. They didn't respond or it says read. And the thoughts were, well, can't, you know, friends respond to messages. And the emotion I have is you know, indignant, angry, frustrated. You know, it's always best to kind of pick one emotion. And so let's say in this, in this, I'm frustrated because I think friends should answer. Um, if they read it, they should respond. And my emotion is I'm frustrated. And the action is, is that I start having this conversation with myself going, well, I mean, that I look back at all the instances before, like think of all the times that they dare respect me. And this is how they're, I don't think we can be friends. And, you know, well, then maybe there's something about me, you know, then, so I started doubting my friend, I started myself, our relationship, all these actions that come up. And the result is when I do interact with my friend, then I'm bringing all of this emotion and thoughts and stuff to the conversation. So um, that is the, the most interesting um, aspect of that is just, and this is all from a neutral event of 
you know, something pops up on the phone and here we are making a whole story about it. That is the unintentional model. That is the model that's running around in the back of our mind. Because, you know, until you have this framework, you don't even realize what it is. I mean, the, a lot of times our immediate thought, we just assume is true. Oh, I checked the message. They didn't respond. How could they? And, you know, we're ramping up in all this. Now, when you catch yourself and realize this is the unintentional model. So the unintentional model just means, you know, you're not consciously thinking about it. But when I look at the results, you know, I see my friend and I just lash out at them and they're like, what? I just, I saw it, but I was in the middle of doing something and I really couldn't respond or maybe I didn't even read it. I just saw that I got one. Um, and so when you realize that the truth of the situation is that you took this very neutral event and layered so many different you know, emotions on top of it, then you start to realize, oh, well, that, I didn't get the result that I wanted. And so now I'm spending all my time, you know, kind of backpedal. And so now we can, when we can catch ourselves in when we're feeling something uh, that we don't want to feel, or we're getting a result that we don't want to get. And we can look back and say, all right, let me just talk about the facts of the case. What are the facts of all this? And the fact is there's a message that was read. Um, and so are there other thoughts that I could think, you know, maybe they were actually busy um, or maybe they don't realize that checking the messages are, is a, uh, important to me, you know, it's recognizing um, certain patterns of behavior too. Um, we have reviewed a little bit of a self-sabotage in, in room one. There's many things like mind reading, I'm reading their mind, what they do. I'm also personalizing it. I'm assuming that there's something personal against me. Um, and so then you start to realize this is a thought error. You know, it may not, it may be true. It may not be true, but I can't really, you know, I should investigate a little more and, and consider, is there a thought better that will serve me? And, and certainly the thought is, is they may have read it, but maybe I should investigate further. And my thought is like, well, this is a friend. Maybe I should just, you know, uh, they are a friend. I, I don't have to make any assumptions. So the thought is that um, if I make assumptions, I'm gonna lead myself down a, a difficult road. Then the emotion is a little more open, curious. Um, and then the actions there is like, well, I could call my friend and, or give it some time. And when I do talk to them, say, you know, this actually means a lot to me that I see that if you read, if you can just tell me you're busy, you know, so then I, I kind of have an idea what's going on. And then the result is that you strengthen, you realize like, communication is my love language. You know, if you're not, if you're not talking to me, then I'm just, you know, I'm making assumptions, but if you could just maybe drop a message, that would be helpful. Now we can't control what anybody does. And so they could do it, they could not do it, but at least, you know, that you've communicated that. Um, so that's how I would kind of move from an unintentional to an intentional model. One, you know, is the one that typically runs in the background, gives you a negative result. And the other one um, is something that you can actually start controlling and you can enter the model, any of these locations, you know, clearly has to, to be, the event is usually the same, the circumstance is the same, but if we're feeling like an emotion, like, I don't know why I feel restless. Why do I feel restless? What's going on behind that? You know, what is the thought that's leading me to be restless? And typically for me, those are like, you know, I have a, a full day. Like I had the just one case today. So I had an open day and I was going to do a bunch of stuff and I was feeling restless. Why am I feeling restless? My thoughts were like, I feel like I should be doing more than I'm doing that kind of thing. And so I can kind of work the model um, different ways. And sometimes we just look and get the result. Why am I getting the result I want? Um, someone had posted something about, you're not getting um, as many patients uh, or as many referrals. So the result is not getting referrals. Well, why is that? You know, that the, what are the actions that are leading me to not getting referrals or what inactions, you know, am I, um, 
reaching out to my referring providers, things like that. And what is the emotion that I need to feel to get those results? Things like that. So you can enter it any um, way in the model. I see that we have someone here. Are you interested in coaching or are you just listening? You can uh, talk in the chat box if you like. I'm gonna rename just in case. Blanking on these. Trying to get fancy with names, and I didn't spell it correctly. Okay, that is correct. It's up to you. I could keep talking. Um, the um, I could just uh, talk a few things about uh, this month. This month is about time management. I love this topic, and even more so than than money. You know, we talked about money a little bit in our book club uh, last month, and the money is interesting. So money is just paper. Time is just time. But the one thing is like money you can generate. Time, it's a little bit difficult to generate. We all have just 24 hours in a day. And so um, the uh, so the most thing, and we'll talk a lot about the, more of this webinar on Thursday, but it's really, really important for us to realize this is the most precious thing that we have because it's limited. You know, that's all that we have. And so we'll talk more about that on Thursday, which is, of course, a free webinar. We'll just talk a little bit more about time um, and other aspects and just see how webinars work for us. Um, now, so I think I renamed you Gwendolyn. I spelled it very interestingly. I realized I couldn't figure out how to spell Gwendolyn, but go ahead. What's on your okay. mind? Okay. Hi. Um, I can't even see how you spelled it. So no, no judgment from me. <laughs> Um, all right. Well, so this is, so the issue that I'm trying to work through is that I feel like I've had, I have been raging lately, <laughs> like just really angry at times. And, um, I, I've tried to do a little work on it already. And partly I think a lot of it comes down to time, which I know goes with this month. Mm -hmm. Um, I partly get frustrated and then get angry when things either seem to be taking too long or, you know, take, cause I, I do feel like my time is limited, you know, and it's a huge struggle. Give me an example. Um, can you think of anything, uh, representative example from this? Yeah. Um, I have two, one from work and one from my personal life. Mm -hmm. So the, this weekend I was, um, going through labs to, um, for my patients to save me time when I got into the office on, on Monday. And I realized that the lab had messed up and ran the wrong labs on my patient. And my first reaction was just like total anger. I mean, I was like swearing and like, you know, <laughs> like so angry. And, and I mean, in the end, it's, it's not that big a deal. She can go back and get another lab. But what I think what really made me upset is now I have to call and fix it. And now I have to call and explain to the patient or, and maybe not, I don't have to do all of these, but I still have to do something about it, you mm -hmm. know? <laughs> and mostly cause it then takes up my time, which, you know, we're busy at work, or at least I'm busy at work, you know? And, um, when things kind of don't go as smoothly, it takes up more of your time. Um, and then another example I'm noticing a pattern, which is part of the reason I feel like I need coaching on it, mm -hmm. <laughs> um, is yesterday there was a, a form that had to be filled out for my son's school. 
-hmm. And I mentioned it out loud. And so my husband trying to be nice was like, oh, I'll do that, you know? Mm -hmm. And um, so my first thought was, well, in, in my head, I didn't say this out loud. I'm like, well, I can do this way faster and much more efficiently, but I'm trying to get him to help out more. And so I didn't want to say no, you know, <laughs> but then it ended up being this like huge production. He did it wrong like a couple of times. And then I had it ended up having to do it in the end anyway. And it took me way more time than if I had just done it myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so and, and, and so partly I got like angry at him and he didn't appreciate that, obviously. Right. <laughs> so I find myself getting angry and not being uh, uh, at things. And, and, you know, I think part of it is like part of what has been going through my head is being okay with anger, like in like processing it appropriately because you know in that unbound book we read about how negative emotions tend to be suppressed especially by us good girl woman you know mm-hmm. and so I don't necessarily want to su- I mean I'd like to get to the root of them so I don't get angry about it but I think I'm okay getting angry about it I just um uh the difference between like processing and suppressing these emotions and I don't know I'm kind of, that was a bunch of verbal diarrhea. There's a lot in there. That no, I just... this, this is actually, this is really fantastic because I think, you know, why do you feel like you're um, feeling angry? What are your, the thoughts that are running through your head? Well, I think I get angry because I just feel so pressed to fit everything into a day and into my life, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I've done a lot of work over the last several months as part of this, and I've gotten more comfortable with prioritizing some things that I should like leisure and self-care and stuff, but it still all takes time. And, you know, I've cut back some at work and I'll, you know, take an extra day off a month, things like that. But Mm -hmm. it's still, um, it still just feels like time is my biggest, um, stress factor, you know? And so anything that, um, threatens like or takes me longer than it should or or threatens to um let me not get done what I should or I don't know does that make sense make yeah it does um, I like this one this model so let's let's work through this a little bit form for school so you um on the form for school how was it messed up so the first first of all it took him forever mm-hmm. <laughs> which is fine but um it meant that we were like I love trying- how you say it's fine yeah really it's not fine (laughs) well because it was it was like we were supposed to be doing some things with our kids and they were pestering me and it was just you know and I was trying to get something else done uh for work because I was on call and I had to check something on the computer and so he's doing this form and the kids are like asking me questions and I'm trying to you know look up a scan and so I was getting frustrated how long it took him because he wasn't helping me with the kids at that moment Mm -hmm, mm mm-hmm So, so it took him forever. And then when he did it the first time, somehow when he sent, and then he was like trying to fax it when I told him he could email it. And then when he tried to email it, it was blank. And then he did it again and he forgot to sign it. And then, you know, (laughs) (laughs) yeah. And because the thing is, is that, you know, it sounded like you wanted him to do this form to save you some time. Yeah. Well, he volunteered and I didn't want to say no, because I'm trying to get him to have a more equal role in the parenting. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to discourage him when he mm-hmm. actually, you know, 
but right. I knew in the end that I would be more efficient at it, mm-hmm. but you know, delegating, trying to work on delegating. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. So like, um, on the form for school now, did this, the form get there on time? Um, I ended up having to resend it today. So it was a day late, but it was fine. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Again, there, that's fine. That's fine. Everything's fine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So this form for school. So, um, and then I, I suppose, let's see, let's get down to the exact circumstance that we have here. So there's this form for school and, you know, there's, there's a couple thoughts here. I'm curious of when this stands out the most to you, as far as like leading to this, the, the feeling of this anger. So, because emotions, you know, anger is clearly coming through. Yeah. Um, and so there's a couple of thoughts that, that I wrote down, you know, I can do this faster. I have to fix it. You know, he took forever. Um, he wasn't helping me with the kids. Um, right. This, this more, took more time than it needed to. What are the ones, what is the one do you think that's leading to anger? Um, either taking more time than it needed to, or that he was be actually being less helpful than more helpful by doing it. Because I guess that's changing that thought because then he wasn't helping with the kids, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and well, it's interesting. So, uh, let's see. And so the thought that you're kind of picking, like he wasn't really helping with the kids. Um, yeah, I think that's what ultimately led to the anger. Cause then they were frustrating me while I was trying to do something quote important. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, so it's almost though that, um, so he is not helping. Right. And so basically, I mean, with both of them, right? Forms and the kids. Right. You're like, not only did you not do the form, I had to watch the kids and do the form. Right. Yes. Yes. And that's kind of what's feeling like the root of that. So, yeah, I think so. So tell me the, um, and, and the reason why you wanted him to do the form was he offered, is that right? Yes. And I didn't want to discourage him because I, you know, we had several conversations about how I want him to be a more equal parent, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. It's interesting. So tell me some of the actions that, that happened. You mentioned some of these things too. So, you know, you had to do it. You did form. And so what are the actions that, um, that resulted from this anger? Like what are some of the things that you did? So you ended up uh, doing the form yourself. Uh-huh. Um, what are the other actions that came out of anger? Well, I got kind of pissy with him, you know, like a little bit standoffish and at one point I even kind of yelled at him a little. <laughs> yeah. yeah, human brain. Yeah. Um, and then standoffish. Uh-huh. Okay. It was like muttering under my breath. It was like passive aggressive, like <laughs> trying not to say anything out loud. But. Yeah. Um, and then what was the result of, of this, the lashing out and the standoffish? What has happened so far? Um, well, then he got mad mm-hmm. um, and annoyed. And I think it discourages him from helping. Uh-huh. So, so then I talked to him about it later and we were fine. You know, I apologized and talked about what, what the issue was. Um, and so I'm glad I can fix it on the back end. Part of me wants to like figure out how to not lose my cool in the first place. <laughs> if right. I think it's possible. 
And, it, and you know, the result of this too is it's taking lots more time. Right, because then lots I had to talk to him about it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so what has happened from this form is um, you tell him how to do it. He doesn't do it. You do it anyway. You lash out at him. You have to go back and try to fix it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's a lot of time for a form. Yes, it's a lot of time. It's interesting. Which then makes me more angry and annoyed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, it, it, and not only, you know, so then the anger is not, is the anger still directed at your husband after this? No. Yeah, no, just at like how much time I spent on it and, mm-hmm. and how, you know, it, ridiculous the situation became. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it's interesting because, you know, the, I suspect this is very similar to the work thing too. Like right. I try to get people to do stuff and then they screw it up and now I have to call and now it's taking more time. And right. you know, it's a very powerless cycle here. Right. Um and, you know, that, because when you look at this, you, you know, you can kind of look at this model going, I can't control any of this. All I wanted was a stupid form done. <laughs> All I wanted was a lab. <laughs> right. You know, and, and this is true for a lot of things, you know. Right. That, um, when you look back at this model, what are some of the thoughts that come up for you? Um. That it was a lot of that, uh, you know, like like you said, that it just perpetuated the situation. You know, mm-hmm. that definitely my thought patterns didn't help the situation. Just kind of mm-hmm. made a self fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, and it's interesting too because you know you had some insight into why he asked to do the form in the first place. Um, yeah, I think you know, kind of reflecting on some of those thoughts are pretty interesting too. So um, he mentioned that he wanted to be an equal parent. Right. And he wanted to help. Yes. Um, I guess feel feel more useless, useful. Yeah. It takes stuff off my plate. Help me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And so you can also kind of see how, you know, the, the how we sometimes turn away help. Um, yeah. We, and the, the problem is, so not only is it taking time here, is that we don't, we aren't um, able to let anybody help us. Right. And yeah. The, what are some ways that you think, since the result of this is spending a lot, lot more time and the frustration is you want more time to yourself, what are some ways that you can get back some time? Well, I guess in this specific situation, like, see, I I do worry about feeling like I can always do it better. But in this situation, I could have just told him directly, like, no, look, I want you to take care of the kids. I'm going to do this. You know, that'll be helpful. And and I could have gotten it done in, you know, a few minutes and then, but he still would have been helping. And you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I could have been more direct about what I actually wanted. (laughs) Here's the problem with the high achiever. It's absolutely true. We can always do it better. <laughs> and the problem is, is that what that also says is that you don't have a chance. You don't have a chance to do it as good as me. Right. And they feel that he feels unequal. You know, he feels like he's not helping. You know, he feels useless. 
Yeah. Because it kind of is. <laughs> change. <laughs> right. But the, the most important thing is, is, you know, the thought error is, you know, he's not helping, but really, you know, what's kind of going on is that we're not really letting him help. We don't um, let people help us. And there's a lot of reasons for that. I have some theories. Um, because what happens is that we've been in this situation, we've ordered that lab, we've done the form. And then what happens is, is that we become the bottleneck of everything that we do because we know that we can always do it better. Um, So then we have to figure out ways to let other people help us. And so if I kind of change the color here, the result is we want more help. Right. So that is, and just to, that's why I'm like, okay, I'll let him do this. Mm-hmm. But yeah. So now I need to work on the back end of it. <laughs> yeah. Well, how, um, and I think this is, this is very important point. This is like delegation, like, you know, the epitome of delegation, which is always a problem. Because right. We look at delegation and when you think, okay, I'm going to rewind the clock. I've got this form. How can I get to this result of getting help? I, sh- I should say this number result. We get help. We get help. What are the actions that we need to do to get help? Um, well, one thing is, sorry if it's really loud out here. I'm outside and my neighbor just started mowing his lawn. <laughs> so. <laughs> Um, one thing is ask for it. Yeah. And, um, so how would you ask for help in this situation? Like if you can rewind the clock, how would you ask for help in this particular situation? Yeah. In hindsight, I would have, I I really think I would have asked him to help take care of the kids Mm -hmm. while I did the form, you know? Because both are things that need to be done by us. Mm-hmm. Um, and somehow let them know that that's just as important, you know? Yeah. And so, you know, you, you maybe pick, pick a better task. Yeah. So you have all these things. Everything needs to be done. Say, I'll do this. You do that. Right. Yeah. What is the emotion that you need to have to ask for help or to look at some of these tasks and decide what works? Um, openness, calmness, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, well, think about it. You know, the what, it, what is the end result? You know, you want to get help, but I have a feeling that you probably want a few more results in here. I wanna get help. I want to feel okay with the way people do things, I guess is part of it. And okay, if mistakes get made or, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so um, we get help and, you know, we want to feel um, like resolved or I, I'm just thinking, so, you know, uh, well, okay with errors. Okay. With not going the way we would do it. Right. Cause that'll allow me to get more help, you know, cause I won't feel like I have to do it all. Okay. With variety. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Well, really, because the, I mean, what is the, you mentioned openness, 
Um, but really, what do you want to get out of this? So your husband wants to help. You want him to help. What is the ultimate higher arching goal that you want event in this situation? Yeah. So my higher arching goal, I mean, part of my thought was to let him do it, to not discourage him from doing things in the future. Cause mm -hmm. I find that if I, you know, say, Oh no, or criticize the way he does things, he doesn't do it. The mm -hmm. other art overarching goal is to get him more involved and kind of learn how to do all these things that I've been doing for the last eight years with our kids, you know? Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. So, so you, you want him to kind of to learn how to do these things too. So um, you want him to kind of be an equal parent. It's not, if you feel like you're doing all this and now you're like, he wants to be equal and you want him to be equal. And so yes. the result is that you're equal parents. Yes. That's what I'm shooting for. Yeah. yeah. And so, and then asked for this, you know, picking tasks that, you know, you guys could do well asking for help um, and the emotion it, does it still feel kind of open to you or is there another emotion that you're shooting for? Um, yeah, I don't know. I guess I'm having trouble with that one. So the, in the end, so we still have the circumstance. Now we really want this thing. You have this form for school mm -hmm. and you know, we're kind of thinking what thought is going to lead us to this ultimate result we want of, we get help. Um, I can accept that there's going to be done a little bit different way. Um, you know, we're equal parents. Um, he feels appreciated. He's more likely to help me. What are the thoughts that you think that you have to do to, to get that end result? I think I need to keep that the, so one thought is keeping the goal in mind, you know, that we want to be equal parents. Yeah. Um, yeah. We are equal parents. Yeah. And because, and I think that that's interesting because if we look now at how the unintentional one is, have the form for school, you know, he's not helping. I'm angry because I, I have to do it all. I have to take care of the kids and the forms. My action is I'm lashing out at him. And the result is I don't get any help when our relationship is, you know, not what I want. We're not equal parents. You know, he's right. discouraged and I want him to be encouraged. Um, but now when you look at this intentional model, when you realize like, when I step back, what do I really, really want? You know, what I really want is an equal parent, someone who's going to be helpful, who's going to do, you know, the, to be equal parents. Um, so what have this form for school, we're equal parents, meaning that we can do any of those tasks. And as the action I could do is like, look at these tasks and say, you know, I can do this better and faster. Why don't you take care of the kids? And, you know, as a result, he helps the form gets done. You've now freed up more time to do something else. Um, and that's certainly in that situation, it seems like that would get to the end goal. Does that feel a little bit more um, like what you're aiming for? Yeah, it does. So, and, oh, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say, so then, so in that situation, what it comes down to is like, what I'm trying to accomplish with him, the end goal. Mm -hmm. So then in other situations like the, the lab, you know, mm -hmm. um, you know, yeah. and delegating in other situations, I guess, always identifying what, what the end goal is. You yeah. know? Let's, let's look at that one too. So now we have kind of, 
the point of some of, the, of these thought models, especially something that seems to be the same thing over and over again, yeah. is, um, you know, we know, and that's the, again, this I think is a high achiever problem. Um, we do everything so efficiently that mm-hmm. to move to the next level, we have to give some things up. Yeah. So the question is, how do I give things up and be okay with the result? Right. Even, uh, yeah. yeah. And even, even if it seems to impose on my time, you know what I mean? Like, because I think that is part of it. And so now, um, because there's one where, you know, the, the, it's a little bit easier to deal with a husband because that is obvious. You know, you right. want that relationship to work. You want to be right. equal parents. You don't want to be, you know, the, the boss of everybody. You know that that's like a, a difficult game. Um, but when it comes to the lab, it's a little bit easier to get angry because a lot of, sometimes it's like faceless and, and, it and you know, th- things like that too. So, right you know, it goes to this idea of, I have to fix everything and it's all on me and no one is helping, you know, are these a lot of the thoughts that are kind of coming up? Yeah. I think especially that I have to fix everything. (laughs) Yeah. That one's a lot. Well, and and the, the thing is that's the high achievement trap, right? I have to fix it because I can fix it and I can fix it faster because if I tell someone to do it, it's going to take me more time. Right. <laughs> Which it will in the end, because if you look at the last model, it took us a ton of time because we spent a lot of time getting angry and having right. to, because let me tell you how this thing, this lab thing was going to go. <laughs> I've done it. Damn it, the lab's wrong. And so we call and why did you do this wrong? And they call the nurse and look at the protocols and all these other things. And then you have to call mm-hmm. the patient and I have to do everything all myself. And then you're yeah. angry and you go home yeah. and you yell at your kids because you have yeah. to do everything. <laughs> right. Exactly. I may have done this before. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what do you think when you look at this lab, what are some of the thoughts that you have that you could think differently? So the, uh, so lab we can call this an error. I think we all agree that this did not turn out as we're supposed to do. You're right. Um, when, um, when you approach this, this lab error part, what are some ways that you can approach it? What are some of the thoughts that you could have in addition to like, so I have to fix it all. Is there another thought that might serve you a little better? Um, I mean, I do have a lot of people that work with for me that can help. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, okay, the lab is wrong. I can have my nurse call and figure out what happened, you know, and then I can have my, we have like a lead MA who can, because this is this, part of the reason I got so angry is the same lab error has happened a couple of times with the same lab. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I need to escalate it to the next level. So I could have our, um, like our lead MA maybe come up with a different protocol, something different to send over to the lab, you know, mm-hmm. things like that to try to prevent it from happening again. And maybe inquire about yeah. some of those. Mm-hmm. So this happened a few times. All right. What is the emotion that you want to feel when you have this lab error and, and this thought of, you know, I have to fix it. What is another thought that that is leading to this 
delegate protocol inquire? Um, one thought would be, how do I fix it, but with other people's help? So it doesn't take yeah. so much of my time. Yeah. You know, other people can help. Yeah. Other people can help. Yeah. Is that true? Yes, it is actually. <laughs> yeah. And, but it's, it's interesting, you know, the, so we'll, we'll keep working with this. Now, when you tell yourself, ah, they did it again, but other, other people can help. What is the emotion that you have when you think this? Um, so that definitely, it doesn't lead to anger as much mm-hmm. more like, um, uh, maybe more res- uh, I guess I'm not good with my emotions, <laughs> yeah. more, res- more resolved about it or more like, I don't want to use the word carefree, but you know, like, like it's taken care of, you know, or like I can take care of it without, I don't know, without getting angry. I don't know. Yeah. Do you feel like they can do it? The lab? Oh, that other people can help. Oh, what do you yeah. want to feel like if we're just dreaming here, you may not be quite yeah. there, but what would you want to feel? I'm going to tell people to do it and it's going to be done. That's what I want to feel. Yes. <laughs> so, um, that's a good question. So, you know, confidence supported, um, you know, any of those kind of ringing true? Um, yeah, I guess. Yeah. Confident in, in that other people can take care of it you know, and that in the end, it's not going to cost me more frustration and time. Yeah. You know, so confident that that's the end of it. I say it and it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Confident. And when I'm confident, you already mentioned, we can come up with some protocols. We can inquire what happened. Mm-hmm. We can delegate. Yeah. Because when we're confident, um, other people can help and we go forth with these actions. Like, let's go specifically for some actions. So if you had that lab error, what are the exact things that you would do? If you believe that other people can help you? Yeah. Um, so like one I said is have my nurse call the lab and figure it out, figure out where the mistake happened. You know, have her kind of do the legwork on, on that because I don't need to spend a half an hour on the phone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. So you just gained 30, 30 minutes, 30 minutes for you. Right. Okay, go ahead. What's next? And then if it is like a process error, if it's like the way that our, our labs, like our orders are coming through or something, you know, then look at, have my, like I said, we have one person's like a super user of our EMR, mm-hmm. have her look at how we could fix that. Just depend. you know, it depends on what the issue is. Mm-hmm. But. So this, this is a, um, a little bit of a skill too. So email and call supervisor and then nurse call. And then the, the next step, and this is, I think the one that we don't always do report back. Have them report back. Yes. Yeah. Part, of, part of your delegating request is I know I am confident that you can help me. So can you yeah. look at this and get back mm-hmm. to me? Yeah. How long, how much do you think that saved you? Oh, I'm sure at least like 45 minutes to an hour in the end. Gotcha. <laughs> they do. 
right. How do you keep it from happening again? The lab error or my frustration? <laughs> the, the lab error. So like if you ask them to use a super user and report back and you have the nurse call um, and you mentioned like, um, can someone check um, ahead of time? That kind of thing. You know what I'm saying? You mean, yeah, well, figuring out why the error is a, been a repeated one, you know? Yeah. So. And so that once, so after this, so they report back and problem fixed. Okay. And so then by making sure like, and it has to have some sort of follow-up, I guess is my point here too. You yeah. know, the, the, a lot of times if we kind of say it in, in the end and can you just do this? I know you're not going to do it right. And mm-hmm. I'm not even sure why I'm bothering asking you. <laughs> <laughs> right. And, and then I'm going to give you till tomorrow and then I'm just going to do it myself. Okay. Yeah. I see where you're going. <laughs> I've done this before. Um, so anyway, this, the problem with this is that, um, you know, if you are confident and other people can help and you can very clear directions with, with report back to me, and then you follow up and a follow up could only, you know, probably like maybe five minutes here, five minutes there, things like that. And so when you right. add all these up, this, this, uh, you save this much time and it costs you maybe 10 minutes. Right. And so then, and this is minus all of the, I hate everyone at work. Why do right. they look so bad? Why do I have to call this patient? This is so embarrassing. I have to tell them yeah. how hospital sucks. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. No. Well, and so I see, so by, by doing that and getting the feedback, it also builds my confidence in others doing stuff for me. And not just you. I've made this mistake um, because you're confident, but your team is confident. And that's right. what you really want. You've empowered your team. And this mm-hmm. is one thing I think that we miss a lot is that, mm-hmm. you know, if I say, okay, I know you can do this. And I think that you should do this, this, and this. And I want you to report back to me if you have a problem. And I want to be open for you to report to me if you have a problem. So if you make a mistake, I need you to talk to me because this needs to be done and it has to be done very specifically. You know, can you get back to me by tomorrow? Can you call this patient and have this done? They have to have a very clear goal because the problem is we're not dealing necessarily with high achievers yet. We could maybe train them to be high achievers, but if mm-hmm. we tell ourselves that we can do it better than them, and we know that we can, because we can, we haven't actually, we're not being the leader of the team and we're not being a good partner and things like that, because um, we are doing this for them. Right. Uh, and yeah. I, I found this, and this is, I think, one of the, the degrading parts of a nurse that I worked with is that. I gave it to them. I knew I could do it faster. A lot of times I did it faster and I thought that they wouldn't care because I'm doing work for them. But then really what it was, is I was not empowering them to do anything. And so instead of them saying, oh, look, she's doing all this stuff and this is all coming back great. They're like, I don't know why I'm here. Right. <laughs> she was watching movies at work. So <laughs> oh, wow. she didn't make me want to give her stuff. But right. then you know, it was after um, I started coaching um, after sort of getting a little frustrated. And then I started realizing I, I did that. 
I did that because I wasn't giving clear directions. I wasn't giving them confidence. And I was like, oh, well, this is not exactly what I wanted, but that's fine. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but this, this is how um, others see us is that, yeah. well, I really want to help, but I don't know how to help. And I try to help and, and she blows it off and does it anyway. You know, when you look at it from the other person's perspective, you kind of see that we didn't give them confidence. And so they're not confident. Now, if we know that if we're confident that other people could help and we spend just a couple couple minutes, but they spend more of the time, they're spending more time empowering um, themselves. And then when they come back, if it's not exactly what you want to say, you know, really rewarding the effort, not necessarily the outcome and then direct them better. Um, and there's this idea of 100% responsibility, which is exhausting, except mm-hmm. when you realize, okay, this is, I really appreciate your help. This is fantastic. You have saved me lots of time, but if you could maybe do this tweak and then the next time it saves you a little more. So this, this, they do it wrong. So you add maybe another 10, 15 minutes, but you know, really it becomes more of a communication and you're really um, uh, working on the relationship that you have. Um, This really will pay off in the long run. It feels like it takes more time, but when you look at these models next to each other and realize, ah, I don't have to hire a new nurse because they got mad left. (laughs) I don't have to find another job like I did. (laughs) Right. (laughs) It's a lot of time too. Um, But really it's, it's, it's just, you know, this is a skill I can learn. Another thought you can have instead of, I have to do it on myself. This is a skill I can learn. You know, those are some really empowering things um, to say that I can get people to help. You know, now I know how to get people to help. I learned, you know, I learned that I need to give them more directions. I learned that instead of just telling them what to do, I need to have them back because they actually may be like, my gosh, I've done it wrong. They're hiding in the corner somewhere. And so, you know, for us being the leader of this and saying like, okay, if you don't check back with me, I'll check back with you, you know? And so you kind of put it on the calendar. So you, you know, push it to the side, but I say, I'm just going to check with them tomorrow at 12 and see how this goes. Um, But give them some time and then say, how is your progress? And the same thing is true for the form with your husband, because if you want him to do it, you could say, this is what I would do, but I want to go take care of the kids and then check back with them. How's it going? I actually wouldn't do it that way, but no, that works. Well, that didn't work. Okay. Well, it's going to be a day late, but that's on, you know, but maybe you could just call the school and and take the time to do that. You don't have to do it yourself. You can continue Mm -hmm. to empower them. And it's just, you know, because what the hell, who cares if a form is late today? Um, The other thing is like, what are the consequences of it too? You know, if you think the long game is like, I want to empower him to try it. And what if the form is a day late and, you know, what's the worst that could happen? Um, because he probably already feels terrible anyway. So, I mean, we can also say like, well, I, I think it'd be important to perform on time. Do you need help? You know, things like that. Um, more of like a, you know, going back to that unbound, that uh, being a good good sub, it really mm-hmm. means a lot to me if you do this. You know, that, that's a lot, very more powerful to say, why the hell won't you do that? <laughs> right. Yeah, I think that's an interesting point too, because um, like, especially like with my husband, sometimes they feel uncomfortable giving him feedback because he'll think I'm criticizing him. So, mm-hmm. but having my mind in the right mindset first, will probably, like you said, the sub, sub or whatever, ask if you're in congruence, then they'll take it the right way. You exactly, know? exactly. Um, and then, you know, also just to, to say like, you know, being clear on the emotion that you want to have with it, you know, the, um, 
you know, this is your husband, you care about the relationship. And just to say like, you know, it comes to the form is like, it's really stressing me out not to do this. You know, a good sub is a very good way to approach it to saying like, it really means a lot to me to do that. And I really want to help, but I don't want to overstep, you know? And so you're offering help in a way that's not, well, I'm just going to do it. It's like, you know, I really want the form done tomorrow. It means a lot to me, but do you need any help? I'm happy to help, you know, and and when it's appropriate. There's lots of different ways to approach it. Right. <laughs> sure. Um, but it does help to it does help to um, process the emotions so the next time I'm not frustrated and angry <laughs> when I'm trying to, you know, when I'm trying to uh, get him to do it a different way. You know that I'm uh, feeling more confident in his ability and things like that. Yeah, and, and keeping the end goal in mind. You know, the end goal is not the form. The end goal is being equal parents um, and, you know, recognizing that that he wants to help and you can actually let him. Uh, It just may take some time, but in the end, it'll be less time. And so it's that time investment that pays off a lot um, that and then also recognizing, you know, kind of pausing and recognizing ourselves like we're badasses. We do stuff like nothing. You know, and that's very, very intimidating for people around us, um, mm-hmm. you know, because we can run circles around them and everybody knows it. Um, mm-hmm. And that could be a problem for us. Uh, and if you do this aspect of the job, you become the bottleneck and nothing happens. That the time that you take to do this lab is keeping you from doing things that could elevate yourself. Um, And and that is the true cost of that. It's a worse relationship. You're not doing the things that could elevate yourself. Um, And it, it, uh, and that's the main problem. Yeah. Yeah. I've totally been feeling like I have to fix everything and, you know, (laughs) have to do it myself. Yeah. And yeah, because we have a certain, like, you know, we want this to happen this certain particular way. Um, And sometimes it's, allowing someone to do something a little bit different. Um, I asked them, I asked someone to do a form for me and I, I hated it. I hated it. <laughs> well, in thinking that somehow that's more efficient for me to do it all, but really in the end, if I build up a team around me, whether it's at home or at work or wherever it is, that's actually more efficient. Mm-hmm. You know? Exactly. And then and it's a, finding a way to give feedback effectively and sometimes accepting the loss, like accepting that a form is going to be a day late. I had to accept the form was not exactly what I wanted, but it, I mean, it worked, it was functional. And, and I thought, well, next time I'll give a little bit more direction, right. you know, things like that. And um, so it's, it's very uncomfortable to have people help you out. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> if you keep the angle of mind, I'm going to save lots of time. I need, what are my goals that I want to achieve that's, you know, beyond this and what is it taking me away? And so it's forward thinking of what you want to accomplish. Um, that helps a lot. Right. Yeah. Totally. Well, Great. we have someone else out here. I know we have about eight minutes. Um, our next, uh, um, person, is there anything that you have that you want some coaching? With? I'll let you talk. Or are you just listening? It's okay if you're just listening. Just listening. <laughs> Thanks. Um, all right, rename. So uh, 
see. So we have about seven minutes. Any, um, how is everything going as far as um, room one? Are you guys navigating everything okay? Any questions about anything? No, it's good. I know you took the poll on the times. Um, the for me, the five o'clock versus four o'clock makes a big difference. Okay, <laughs> so. that's good. Yeah, I, um, I thought I would try that just to see. And um, I think that um, I took the poll and I created we, we created times all around. So you know, I think yeah. that as far as the the stuff goes, everyone should be able to see it at once because there is um, a lot to be said for coming on group coaching. It's a little in intimidating and, and to kind of you know because really what this is, I'm just holding space for us to kind of look at things that are really, you know, uncomfortable. It's, it, you know, this, this whole model for me, this was me a year ago. This was me a year ago looking at um, how I was contributing to the, the clinic, the clinic that I ultimately left. I kind of let it go too long. And I realized it's so awful to feel like I wasn't just surrounded by people that were difficult. I was actually contributing to that environment. And so I've really tried to um, not do this in my new environment. So having new knowledge and approaching things differently um, really helped um, because I am actually able to do stuff and things happen. And it's so exciting to have things actually happen. But the, um, the other point is that not taking it necessarily for granted, you always have to follow up on those things. And that, um, because otherwise it's very easy for me to delegate something and not follow up on it. So now that they know that, you know, it's kind of like the, the, the sub part that I was telling you, the good sub of saying, it really means a lot to me. If you just let me know what happened, you know, I trust you, I trust you, but it, it's me, it's me. I'm nervous if I don't know what happens. So if you could mind just, you know, um, I think I was just thinking earlier today, communication is my, uh, my love language, you know, that the whole idea about this model of like, you put something out there and no one actually responds. You know, we all have our different love languages. It's like, I haven't actually read the book, but I'm just guessing there's like gift giving and things like that. And for me, it's communication of knowing kind of what's going on. Um, those are the things that, that I find a lot of peace with. Um, and so it's, it's just a skill to learn. Um, and then really um, seeking feedback, which is also dif difficult too, um, is asking people, how is it going? How could I help? I see that this happened. Is there some way that I could help? Or, you know, how could we kind of come up to this goal, which is what I want? And having more conversations, um, which have to be from these you know, emotions of openness and curiosity. And I find mm -hmm. too, a lot, um, an, an emotion to tap into, when you're, especially when you're angry, when you're angry and frustrated, all these negative emotions, the one emotion that you can tap into that helps is curiosity because yeah. curiosity is like neutralizing. It's, you know, and whenever you're having a difficult interaction, putting those phrases or questions in of what do you mean by that? Or I'm not sure I understand. Um, and seeking clarity out of curiosity is going to neutralize a situation and let you look at different size, uh, sides because when we're curious, now we're becoming investigators and not judge and jury, we're now scientists. I wonder how this is happening. I wonder why he didn't do the form. You know, um, was I, was he maybe wanted to ask but couldn't? And, you know, was I receptive to that? You know, all, interesting things like that, just out of curiosity. Um, and it, and from curiosity, you, you listen to the fact that he had mentioned these things like, you know, I want to feel more useful and I want to be equal parents. So you kind of started to hear what his intentions were because you were curious, because you cared about the relationship. 
And then all of a sudden, okay, well, now that I know this information, then maybe we can approach this a little bit differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of, uh, I just realized I was rambling myself. Um, anyway, well, now, are you guys um, finding the Facebook group helpful or the blog post? Is there anything um, that you're not finding helpful? That's a good mix. And you guys are a good mix of coaches. You know, you have different styles and perspective. And I, for one, like that you hold this space and I have no problem volunteering. Because <laughs> so, um, even if I do it myself, I it's easy to get stuck and get lost in it all. And so when I talk through it with someone else, I can really. It, it, yeah, I feel the same way. And that's the whole point is that, you know, when you look back at these things, you can come up with all these you think, I mean, when you, afterwards, you're like, well, that was obvious, but at the mm-hmm. time it's not obvious at all. <laughs> exactly. Well, good. Well, keep coming and, and bringing um, your stuff because I know that um, not everyone is ready to talk about stuff. And I know that we all have the same common problems. And so by speaking up, it helps so many other people too. So I really appreciate um, you guys coming um, as well. Thanks, Amy. All right. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye.